Well, amen. You can begin turning in your Bibles to uh, 1 John chapter 4. <clears throat> we still have... <laughs> well, we had some joyful givers, amen, back during the offering. and <clears throat> They're still happy to be in church tonight, amen. 1 John chapter 4. This is one of those messages that I don't want to preach tonight. It's a hard one uh, for me to, to preach and uh, to live. Amen. And, but God's been working on my heart, just kind of preparing me uh, for this coming weekend's uh, you know, family camp or um, couples retreat. What are we calling it? Seminar. Seminar sorry. <clears throat> but uh, it, family is one of those things that I don't think I was very strong on and started to learn more about after I got married and uh, began to have a family of my own. Uh, but this is a, a, a tough subject for me because uh, I guess you could t call my style of love kind of a tough love. And um, <clears throat> But... I want to look at God's love for us and uh, look at the type of love that, that we ought to have in our homes uh, because our families are created by God, are they not? You know, God didn't create everything and start a church. He created everything and started a family. And the reason our society today is broken is because of broken families. And um, <clears throat> I can tell you that, uh, you know, having a daughter in, in Bible college right now is just, I, I'm just elated. I couldn't be any more proud. Uh, but I do know this, that it's not because of me. Uh, it's only by the grace of God Amen. that our family uh, has gone through the things that we've gone through, and uh, she's survived the things, having a dad like she has, and uh, those kind of things. And I also know that with one more decision that she might make, that might go a different direction. And, and I, I need to be ready for that. Um, <clears throat> so let's just start reading here in verse John chapter 4 and verse number 7. Uh, the Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. We understand that we're talking about God's definition of love right now. So throw, throw everything out this world has taught you about love, and let's think about what God thinks about love right now. Verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us 
of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we uh, may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him, because he first loved us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for loving us first. I thank you, Lord, for loving me. I couldn't be any more unlovable, Lord, yet you still love me. You love the people in this room, too, and I pray that you just move me out of the way tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, an imperfect sinner, and use me in a way tonight that might prepare our hearts for this coming weekend, Lord, that you might recover a family, that you might prevent tragedy in a family by us growing and building it on this thing that you call love. And it is ingrained in your very being. Lord, help us. Help us to understand it tonight. Put it into practice in the right way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the world has destroyed the definition of love. Uh, I always go back to a sermon I heard Brother Lassiter preach one time where he talked about we, the whole sermon was we live in a redefining world. That is the tactic of everyone who wants to get their way over God's way is to redefine what the words mean so that they can change the rules to say that it's okay. And there they can get uh, love their way. Uh, that's an interesting thing about love is God created that. God is love, and he gets to define it. And the only true love is what he defines and what he says it is. And God offers his love. And we get to either accept it or reject it. We don't turn around and say, well, God, that's not my love language. Sorry, but... Uh, and I know there's some truth to some of those different things in our personal relationships, some of those ideas that the world has come up with. But let me tell you, we don't turn around and tell God, no, I'd rather be loved this way. God off offers his love, and that is the definition of love, and that's what we ought to try to imitate. Amen. And that might, make, uh, that, that might turn into uh, very different things in that uh, uh, Jesus Christ did figure out uh, uh, what each one of us are. He knows us so, so much that, that he's able to give us the desires of our heart. Those are unique to each one of us, are they not? And we say that is God loving us, uh, but it's because he knows us so well. So the word love has been redefined and, and, and almost uh, brainwashed us into uh, thinking that maybe it's just this feeling that we have 
when somebody shows us love. And we want that feeling more and more. Uh, and, and so we seek after certain things, uh, uh, certain types of love or uh, um, attention, uh, maybe from others. Uh, love, can I say this too, and, and I'll touch on this more, and I'll, I'll try to get back to something a little bit more um, uh, even, if you will. But, but love is not a spoken word. You see, I, I don't find where Jesus Christ in all three and a half years of his ministry and 33 and a half years where we have anything recorded where Jesus Christ looked at a disciple, looked at his mother, looked at any other family member, looked at anyone and said, I love you. Uh, the fact is, he didn't, uh, he, we have recorded in Scripture so many times where, where, where Jesus Christ was praying to his heavenly Father. Uh, a third part of the, he, he's a third part of the, they couldn't be any closer together. He's praying to him, and you know what? He never says, I love you, Lord. I love you, God. I love you, Father. He doesn't say that. Nobody does say, uh, um, I'm all over the place now. He does eventually say, we'll, we'll point to the verse uh, later, where uh, he wants the whole world to know that he loves God. But he doesn't have to tell God, I love you. Yet, and, 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 and again, we'll get to a, a point later where, where that's, not, that's not a wrong thing to say, I love you. Okay, guys? This is not a license to go home and never say, I love you again. Um, and, and I struggle with that, just saying that uh, sometimes. Uh, but the point is, uh, love is not just something is said. Right. Amen. Um, love needs to be spoken. But uh, that, that'll be my first point uh, here tonight. We read through 1 John chapter 4 and we see that love is a very important subject. And I think that if we went around the room tonight and we just asked the general question saying, Do you, would you want your family... Would you want uh, your relationships built on love? We'd all say, well, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But what does that mean? Where, where does love really come into it? How, how do we define, is love, is, is this relationship being built on love? Is this family, uh, does this family have love in it? Well, again, it's not going to be your definition is not going to be my definition of a watered-down version of love and all the little tiny things that we may use to show our love at some point, but that's not the basis of love. That's not what love is. It's what we see of love. God is love. God is love. Amen. And if you're saved here tonight, you have God in you. 
So you may be in the same position I am, where it's like many times I don't know how to love. But God's in me. Jesus Christ is in me. Uh, greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life. We, we learned about sacrifice this morning. Uh, we heard about drawing near uh, this morning. Um, and, and let me tell you, we have the ability to love the same way. Dads, we have the same ability to love as the Heavenly Father loved his own son. Why? Because God is in us. And God is love. So what does that mean? Well, number one tonight, it is speaking love. Uh, so many times, uh, again, this is not uh, saying, I love you. That does, I'm sorry, but that, that doesn't do anything for the basis of a relationship. Because the first person that comes along that is able to say, I love you, whether they mean it or not, if you take that as a, as a full and complete uh, love, uh, you will be disappointed. The Bible says, and you can take your Bible, we'll go around a little bit tonight. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 19. And again, this is not uh, this is this is not easy for me to preach because I, I can tell you right now, uh, I, I have struggled to live this out in my life and my family. Ephesians chapter four and uh, verse nineteen. who being past feeling have given themselves over to, whoa, that is definitely not what I meant to write down there, is it? Did I say, should I have been in chapter 5? Nope. Nope. Somebody said 3, let's try it. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of of God. Let's go to Colossians and see if I can do better over there. Sorry about that. Remember, we're talking about speaking love. I'm not talking about um, saying the words. Uh, I'm talking about using uh, your voice, your speech, to show love. Because we can show uh, hate or disdain for, say, our children by keeping our mouths shut and not saying anything when something needs to be said. Uh, the Bible says here in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Let me see if I can find. Oh, that comes later. Okay, the verse I was thinking about is in the next point. Sorry about that. Um, our, our speech, we, we can be saying the right thing and say it in the wrong way and it be done in hate rather than love. Right. Right. We can say the right thing 
in the wrong way and it be taken in hate instead of love. I'm telling you, this is important. We ought to be speaking love in our families. We ought to be speaking love uh, uh, by uh, not only uh, uh, how we say something, we ought to say what we have to say in, with grace. Uh, the, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was the epitome of this. He was full of grace and truth. And the two have to be so perfectly mixed together, mixed together for it to be uh, uh, not sinful, <laughs> just to be frank. And this goes for any relationship. It's not only how we say things, but it's what we talk about. And sometimes there's a hard thing that we need to talk about. You understand that there's uh, people that we have relationships with that we know are lost. And when we don't talk about Jesus Christ as Savior, well, we're not speaking love. Uh, when we buy into or participate in a bunch of other conversation that might direct them a, a, a different uh, uh, way uh, or pull them away uh, from thinking about it. We're, we're not speaking love. We're, uh, uh, the, the result of our speech is what defines whether it's love or not. See, I don't doubt for a minute that Jesus Christ himself still had love for the Pharisees as he was tearing them down. I mean, just preaching hard, Right? Telling them exactly who they are and why did sepulchers and you need to clean up the inside before you take care of the outside and all these things he said, right? Calling them snakes and everything else. But had one of them just listened and had a change of heart right there, he'd have accepted them just like that. And Jesus went to the woman of the well and dealt with her a little bit differently, didn't he? He was speaking love, both situations. And it wasn't his style uh, being rejected by the Pharisees. No, it was the truth being rejected by the Pharisees. See, we're not going to attribute Jesus Christ's uh, uh, method or his uh, 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 mode, if you will, of delivering a truth to a certain uh, person or type of person as, as wrong because it didn't work. Yeah. No. Uh, he was speaking, he was speaking love. He was trying to get at that heart as best he as best as he could. And certainly Jesus Christ never sinned, right? So he was just as right there as he was at the woman of the well. Oh, how many different situations we get ourselves in, especially in our families, where we know each and every little thing about each other. And it's the Holy Spirit of God. It's God in us that shows the right love through our speech in every opportunity. Moms, dads, there's going to be situations that you just, well, ah, man, I don't want to. It's the same feeling. I don't want to go talk to that guy at work about salvation. I don't want to go. It's, that, I, ah, it's, a, it's a hard situation. And, but we have to do it. We have to speak that love. We have to choose to give that truth uh, where it's needed, but do it in a spirit-filled, loving way. 
You see, Jesus, again, we don't find anywhere where he said, I love you to anyone. But he did deal with each individual in their own position, in their own place, their own time, in their own situation, and give them the truth that they needed for the next step in their life. Sometimes we're on the other end of this speaking, aren't we? I'm not a lady tonight, so, uh, or any other night for that matter. <laughs> so I can't speak for y'all, but guys, I can speak for me, and I think I can speak for y'all. Sometimes it's necessary for us to listen a little bit, huh? Sometimes we get that truth spoken in the best love that, it's, that, that they can muster, whether it's our child or our wife. But they're speaking that, and we have, to, we have to be able to listen. We have to be able to take that truth in and figure out uh, uh, where the tr uh, truth lies in that and figure out uh, what to do it. But we should receive it as love. Let me caution everyone that if a truth is given, it doesn't matter how it was given. It needs to be taken as, you know what? At least this person loves me enough to say something. They may not have done it the correct way. They may not have used the right words. But they were trying to give me something. Some truth. Can I say that's showing love? A person who will sit over there and ignore, a person that will take their hands off and give up, has stopped showing love. And much of that is through our speech. So, building our families in love, I would say we need to be speaking, speaking love. Yep. Talk about the hard things. Take it on. Do the best you can with it and ask God to help you. Number two tonight... Of course, we need to show love. Go back to 1 John with me in chapter 3. 1 John in chapter 3. Show love. We know that uh, the, one of the Bible words for showing love is commendeth. Amen. From Romans 5, 8. He commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We'll find another word here in a minute that uh, uh, is, is, is showing love, is demonstrating a good word. Look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18 with me. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And in deed and in truth. In other words, you know what? I, it's, it is. It's important, guys, to say I love you. It makes a difference. But if that's all we ever did, pretty sure people wouldn't feel loved. <laughs> it's important to say. It's important to return those niceties. Uh, but let us not only love in word. Love goes way beyond just the word. You see, God could have penned all these words down in this book. 
God could have given us black, white, and red, everything that we read in this book. But had He not given us His Son and fulfilled everything in this book, we wouldn't know His love. He showed it. He left us. What did He do? He left us as earnest. He left us His Holy Spirit. He continued to fill, uh, fulfill every word in this book. God does not love only in word. He shows it. And we think of him showing his love, and we have wonderful verses about it, and him showing his love and laying down his life for us uh, uh, to, uh, to give us salvation, to give us eternal life, to give us forgiveness and peace. But his love doesn't stop there. His love has never stopped. His love continues. Why? Because he continues to show it. Day in and day out. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Paul talked about the life that I now live. The life that we now have is, is only because of the grace of God. It's only because of His love toward us that He continues uh, to show that love. Can I say, uh, uh, point out another thing, a story in Scripture. You remember when Jesus came off the boat, and, and uh, I'm sorry, Peter came off the boat, and Jesus is sitting there, and the song says, Bread and fish on the fire. Amen. That's a good song. I love that part of that song. I cannot wait to eat with my Savior one day. It's going to be wonderful. Peter gets off of that boat. He sits down. What's the conversation go like there? Peter, do you love me? What's Peter do? He does what any one of us would have done. All, uh, this problem has been going on for a long time. Lord, I love you. Take my word for it. Was Jesus satisfied with that? No. He said it three times. Lord, I love you. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about, Peter. Show. Show your love for me. And when we start to understand what Jesus was talking about there, what Jesus was trying to get Peter to understand there, and what true love, what real love, what godly love is all about, it is, it is definitely about action. Not love and word, love and action. So what is it that we do? We find little things that our wives like and we just kind of do them, right? My wife, uh, every time I get up and maybe make the bed. Amen. She likes the bed made. I do too. I just don't like making it. But when I do, she says, you're speaking my love language. That's what she says. Because it's the little things, right? It's the little things that you know they want, that they would do for themselves but you did it for them instead. 
that's love. Doing something for someone else that they can't do for themselves is godly love. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. We could not save ourselves. We couldn't erase one of our little, what we call insignificant sins, without his help. And so many times in our families, and our relationships, <clears throat> maybe it just kind of grows a little bit stale. Right? right? I mean, things just, we get on our routines, it's the same, and as long as it's the same, well, at least nothing's wrong, and, but what's wrong with it being better than good? What's wrong with uh, uh, finding that little thing that we can do to show, show love? <clears throat> and uh, again, I'm not, I'm not great at saying it, but hopefully some of the things that I do are received that way. Amen? Just because we're the man of the house and we got all this doesn't mean we, you know, we're exempt. Hey, kids. Uh, your parents need to know that you love them. And that's not an I love you. That's, a, that's an action. That's a showing. There are things that, that you know that you can do that says, you know what, I love you. Some of that goes back to what Jesus said. If you love me, keep my commandments. And you kind of understand the honor of the Father and the Mother commandments and those kind of things. And those uh, uh, show love. But maybe just those little things of concern that you do without having to be asked, hey, it shows love. You see, a family should be a team event, should it not? And uh, that, that's what I've kind of tried to learn and tried to Try to understand, and, and, and if you get all the family on one team, boy, it's awesome. And you can get a lot done. Amen? And uh, <clears throat> Brother Brockay, you don't know this yet, but, man, I'm telling you, teenage boys can get a lot of stuff done. They can. They can. They can split a lot of wood. Amen? And uh, I didn't have to do that last time, so that was wonderful. Uh, but, man, there's all kinds of good things that you can do. To show somebody in your family that you love them and that you're there to be a part of the team. You're not just there for yourself. So speak love, show love. Number three tonight. <clears throat> I had to come up with another S, you know, in honor of Brother Winkle, my former pastor, who had to alliterate every single one of his outlines. So it's called schooling love. <laughs> Amen. And my wife could probably say that a little bit better than I can. But uh, anyway, you can, you can school your children, you can school your family in love. Amen. What am I talking about? I'm talking about teaching. I'm talking about instilling love. Not your definition of love. Not what you learned when you grow up, grew up. No. What you have inside of you now. The right kind of love. What a crying shame it would be for us to be in a Christian family and grow up in a, 
in, in a good church uh, and, and raise our family in a good church and they still come out with the world's definition of love. Terrible. We can't, we, we can't lose them to that. We have to get God's love in them as soon as possible. What kind of love is that? It's a sacrificial love. It's a service love. It's a, uh, uh, <clears throat> a nurturing love. How do we teach? Well, we demonstrate over and over and over and over, just like Jesus did, just like he taught his disciples. What did he say? He said, I've done unto you. Go. Go do it. Go do the same thing. Go do exactly what I've been doing for the last three and a half years and do it to everyone else. It's a sacrificial uh, love. And we ought to uh, be demonstrating that uh, towards one another, in front of uh, one another, in our families. Can I say we, don't in, we, we, we cannot instill a love that we don't have. You need God's love in you. It needs to be nurtured in you. You need to be spending time with God and, and allowing Him to... Hey, you may, you may be hard in one area like me, but, you know, eventually there's this softness that can come out because why? Jesus is able to work through a lot of that. We're supposed to raise our our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Sometimes we don't understand what those two things mean. But really, it's raising that child as if the Heavenly Father was raising it, him or her, himself. And that's the kind of love uh, that we ought to be able to demonstrate to our children. We ought to be able to teach them to have for anyone and everyone. What better place is there than, than a home to teach forgiveness? I'm telling you, I've... I think we can probably all be in the same position where we've never been hurt more or the same way uh, by anyone than maybe someone in our own home. And so many times it's uh, a, a wonderful opportunity to teach the love of forgiveness. All these things are the way that we can teach and instill that into, into the rest of our family. You know what? I'm affected. I'm affected by my kids. I'm affected by my wife. I'm constantly learning too. It's not all on me to teach all of them. No, I, I need to be learning and growing too. In this love that is not just a word, it's allowing God to have control in the home. It's allowing God to have control uh, in the family and, and keeping Him right up there at the top of everyone's view where everybody can see, you know what? There's no question about who we are, what we believe, why we believe it, and nothing's changed because, well, maybe we might be having a bad day down here, but I can, I, you know, 
At the end of the day, God's lifted up again. God's lifted up again. Teach, teach your family to spend time with God. Uh, he can teach them. He, he can, he's taught my family more about love than I can teach. Amen. Get them close with God. What is that? That's teaching. That's, instill, that's being the right example in front of your family. I struggled so many times, so many years with... with uh, Church Christianity and home. Still saved, but not, not the same person. You can bring a consistency into your own life by bringing consistency into your family and just having the love of God preeminent in your home. Again, God loves the church. But the first thing he instituted was a family. This world's got enough broken families. And I believe much of it is due to a woefully inadequate definition of love that's just permeated this world today where God is not even a part of it. Pretty sure we just read in 1 John chapter 4 where if we don't have God, we don't have love. You can reuse the word however you want. But if it's not God's love, it's not love. Can I challenge each one of us to, to work on how we love? Maybe the decision you need to make here tonight is that you have decided that you only want to be loved in a certain way. And that if somebody doesn't do this certain thing, that, that they just don't love me. Maybe you just need to make a decision tonight to say, you know what, Lord? I've received your love that you offered me. However anybody else wants to show me love, I'll accept that as their love. Yes, yes, we should be looking for ways to do what other folks want and, and love the way somebody else wants to be loved and those kind of things. But, hey, if somebody's showing you love, don't get offended because it wasn't your definition. Right. Receive it. Be thankful for it. That's the only way that love will continue to grow. If it's rejected, it's off. It's off. It's done. See, my love for, for God has continued to grow. Our relationship has gotten better and better. Why? Because I received what he offered to begin with. So many relationships are just so closed and broken off because a love that was offered was rejected. It doesn't matter what kind of love it is, receive it. 
If you're giving out love, it kind of matters what kind of love it is. Do what you can. It's okay to say, I love you. But it needs to go way far beyond that. That's just what the Lord's been dealing with me. I'm out just preparing my heart because these, these family conferences, these relationship conferences, they are they're, they're hard for me. Uh, but I know I need it. So come. Amen. Take in the hard things. Let Brother Chadwick love on you a little bit this weekend. Well, I'll tell you, he loves, he loves people, loves families. And God will use him to help you.